are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We are going to talk national letters of intent, signing day for football, big day for if you have a creative team who decided to drop all of their different images. It's been beautiful to see. Carolina did the same. Here is who is joining us for the Tar Heels. We'll talk about that and what their additions will mean for the football program next year. Mac Brown and Phil Longa have been added to some award watch list. Prestigious honors, of course. So we'll talk about that today. Finally, we'll talk about the reminder of women's basketball. They play tomorrow, so we got to make sure we support that. So let's jump right into it. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. We are almost to Friday, people, and that is one step closer to victory, in my opinion. Okay, cool. So let's talk National Letter of Intent. It is one of the most important days for any high school senior who plans to take their talents to the next level. It is a major deal to take your talents to a Division I program, an elite program such as Carolina. I remember my signing day very well. It was not as pomp and circumstance as football, of course, but still nonetheless, it is a great memory to have wearing your cap fitted with your school that you're attending, signing your letter, making a big deal about it because your parents are excited to see, you know, take your, you know, gifts to the next level that they've poured a lot of money and time into. And what a great school Carolina is. I'm super excited for these young gentlemen to join us. They are going to be great additions. Welcome to the Carolina family. Once you are part of Carolina, we all know that you are with us forever and then some. So we are going to dive into some of these guys. We might not go into major detail about what, you know, different position looks like, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not really a draft scout guru. That's not my thing. I just like to enjoy people for who they are. When they come in, all I need for you to do is work your ass off, you know, do your best, stay eligible, it would be good to go. Bring bring some heart and heart with you, right? Talent is cool, but if you ain't got no heart, son, you can get outworked any day of the week. So that's how I look at all of these things. But first up, we've got Gavin Blackwell. You can find all of this on GoHeels.com. I'm just going to run through the names and all of that good stuff. So we've got from Indian Trail. I know that you are familiar with Indian Trail, as you know, our Future Heisman Award-winning quarterback Sam Howell is a native of Indian Trail. Gavin Blackwell will be a wide receiver joining the group next year. He's from Sun Valley High School. We also have DeAndre Boykins, who will be a defensive back, 5'11", 200 pounds, from Concord, North Carolina. I have a few Concord folks, I believe, our other quarterback from a time or two ago. His name is Marquise Williams, was... uh, 704 native himself DeAndre joins the squad looking forward to adding a defensive person to our (sighs) ever evolving defensive front Tamir Brown from Jacksonville North Carolina Rhaenyra Rara Dilworth who has been a huge grab a lot of people are singing high praises for Rara feeling like he is going to be one of those guys who takes Carolina's defense to the next level he is an early enrollee Four-star prospect listed as nation's 99th best player, number six outside linebacker, and number six player in the state. 
okay, he is ranked so high compared to, you know, what we're, I mean, honestly, I'm sure everyone does like the stars and numbers and whatever, but when you think about it, at the end of the day, if you can come in and play, you can come in and play. And that's what I'm looking for. He's an AB honor roll student. So I'm like the big sister over here. What, what can he bring to the table? <laughs> what can he bring and help Carolina get better from all standpoints? So cool on that. Great. He actually has a birthday coming up December 26th. So happy early birthday to Rara if you're listening, because I know that you are, period. All right, other guys, we've got Power Eccles, who happens to be my favorite name of this entire signing class. Power is just, how can you not support a man from the 704 whose name is Power? I, I don't know if you guys watch that movie, that, that TV show on Stars, but it's excellent. <laughs> 10 out of 10, I recommend. He is a two-time Charlotte Observer, Observer Defensive Player of the Year. He's a two-time All-State selection. He is another four-star prospect, all of those good things, and he is just ready to really lay it on. His dad played football at Michigan State and then in the NFL for the Niners and the Jets. His mom actually played basketball at Western Michigan. He is a January birthday. You know, I, I hype up January birthdays, January 10th. Again, if you guys are looking to throw some cash my way, there you go. Kamaro Edmonds, he is trying to be the next Javante Williams or Michael Carter coming to the stage from Havelock, North Carolina, a four-star prospect. He is going to be the next addition what we're hoping to be a part of a nice package duo from next year as he comes into the new class Tony Grimes who is technically already playing for us but as we know from his past game against Miami this past weekend he is certainly not playing like a true freshman he's supposed to be a senior in high school but Tony is doing the damn thing Virginia Beach shout out to the 757 Caleb Hood will join from Rockingham, don't give a damn, North Carolina, okay, period. Another running back we've got, J.J. Jones, wide receiver from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, great grab, Drake May. I don't know if you know another May who's been in the Carolina mitts, his brother, Luke, (laughs) played for the Tar Heels. He is from Charlotte, North Carolina, Myers Park, and a future quarterback for the squad, Dontavious Nash, a defensive back from Gastonia, North Carolina, went to Hunter Huss High School. Bryson Nesbitt, a tight end, and Lord knows we have been needing one of those. Another Charlotte native from South Mecklenburg. I am just excited to have a tight end who hopefully will bring the size 6'5", 235, to a receiving core that is in desperate need for the Tar Heels. Kobe Pays. Paysauer from Kings Mountain, North Carolina, joins the wide receiver group. Diego Pounds, hallelujah, we're getting some big boys in the trenches. Offensive lineman from Raleigh, North Carolina, Millbrook High School, right down the street, the high school I was actually supposed to go to, ironically enough, if I hadn't gone to private school in Ravenscroft. But Diego brings a big size, he brings the talent, and he brings energy that, of course, Carolina is in desperate need of. He actually just celebrated a birthday, so December 12th, shout out to him. Javari Ritzy, Kernersville, North Carolina. Congratulations on making the best decision of your life. Keyshawn Silver. A lot of conversation has gone into Keyshawn because not only is he trying to play football for the squad, he also wants to play basketball. And he goes by the name of Big Country. Okay, period. Rocky Mount, 252. That's what's up. Looking forward to having him be a top defensive lineman, outside linebacker, all that good stuff for the Tar Heels. Gabe Stevens from Mount Holy, North Carolina, looking to add to that uh, defensive core and Trevion Stevenson again 6'3 220 from Hampton Virginia is going to be a force for us and followed by last but not least another offensive line addition 
Eli Sutton from Nashville, Tennessee, all the way from Tennessee. And if, if you're really just looking at the whole picture, though, we have so many kids from North Carolina, which speaks to the whole idea of a lot of guys are taking their talents to other schools, the Virginia Techs, in my opinions, to the Miamis of the world, trying to go to Florida State. You didn't see a lot of homegrown guys wanting to stay in the area because, you know, for all intents and purposes, Duke State and North Carolina were not the strongest when it came to taking guys to the next level. But with the return of Mac Brown, winning in the high school edition has winning on the high school front has certainly been something that he has prided himself on. You see that from the way they market to high school students, where they have their weekly Friday good luck at your high school games, where they have you know just talking about high school states and all the what have you, the championship at- atmosphere. So. Mac has really changed the idea of playing at home and how important it is to stay at home. And again, a kid who stayed at home stayed close. It makes a difference, right? It makes a whole lot easier to be able to take your laundry and over to your mama's house (laughs) and have her come to as many games as possible. It really does mean more. We all know being from North Carolina just hits different. So again, congratulations to all these young men for making of not just a four-year decision, but a 40-year decision, as they say. And I look forward to covering them next year, if not covering, because I'm off to bigger and better things. But at the very least, supporting them, as always we do for the Carolina family. So that's that on that. I hope you guys, again, take a look at GoHeels.com if you want to get more in-depth about what these guys bring to the table. I'm super pumped about it. If you want to follow at GoHeels, be, sure be sure to follow Tar Heel Football as well to see different uh their highlight videos so you can understand what we're really getting come next year cool cool all right so we've got to talk carolina hoops a little bit we have to talk mac brown and phil longo then we've got to talk women's basketball when it's all said and done let's talk that more on locked on tar heels do you ever feel like you're always on i mean same these days everything is go 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 it's nothing but non-stop hustle all the time sometimes i just need to celebrate responsibly that's when i reach for coors light it's made to chill coors light is cold lagered cold filtered and cold packaged it's literally made to chill it's as crisp and refreshing as the colorado rockies perfect for a moment to unwind it doesn't matter what team or sport is playing coors light from coors brewing company golden colorado is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink coors light is the one i choose when i need to unwind so when you need to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com all right folks as you know i am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming i have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned that's why i've leaned on built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100 percent covered in chocolate built bar is even more delicious if you're a health conscious person like me you'll enjoy built bar because it's a low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet head to builtbar.com now and use promo code Locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So coming up, we have got Ohio State UNC, and you all know it's going to be a great matchup. It is Carolina's final tune-up before we get into ACC play on Saturday. The Heels will take on the Buckeyes, and I'm looking forward to having that conversation with Jay Stevens about whether or not 
the Buckeyes will give Carolina some trouble. I believe so, but who knows, honestly, because I don't know what Carolina team I'm getting week to week. Sometimes I feel like those guys are fighters and they're ready to do the damn thing. The other times I'm like, they're turnover teddies out here. Can't catch a ball, can't catch a cold, can't do nothing in the paint. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just I'm rolling with the tide when it comes to these Carolina Tar Heels this basketball season, as we should all do that, right? Period. Okay, so according to uh, officials from the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Foundation and Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, North Carolina head football coach Mac Brown has been selected to the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Week. Now, the Coach of the Week honored awards, uh, excuse me, let me try that one more time. <laughs> the Dada Trophy Coach of the Week Award honors a football coach who has led his team to a significant victory during the previous week. We all know Mac Brown had a one, two, three, five, six, seven punch against Miami on Saturday after he took the Tar Heels to a 62 26 victory, hammering it home to his old defensive coordinator from Texas, Manny Diaz, that he just has a seriously great rushing game. Okay. <laughs> 778 yards, which was the most ever yielded by Miami and a new Tar Heels record. Literally one of the best performances I've ever seen from Carolina football in my lifetime. And I have enjoyed some great Carolina football in my day, but that was just beautiful from all, firing from all cylinders, right? So shout out to Mac Brown for a great accomplishment, more importantly, because he is just really, again, taking this team to new levels. Every single year, it feels as though Mac Brown is trying to just really pour into the guys and becoming a true players coach. I feel that energy from, you know, Butch Davis years. Now, while there was a lot of controversy from the Butch Davis years, we're not going to act like and pretend it wasn't there. I do believe that it's a different love. I know Coach Fedora, I'm sure, loved his players, but it just, a lot of it to me, had to do with the politics of what is, can be sometimes Carolina athletics. I think that Mac Brown brings his own brand and energy, and you just have to trust that clearly he's shown and proven that he's done it at an elite level. Some other coaches are, were still trying to get to that point, but Mac's done it, right? So all you can do is either trust him <laughs> and go with what he says and get it done, or you can sit, you know, your fingers twiddling and still wonder why you're not an elite top 15 program. Max done that in two years. That's incredible, especially considering the fact that nobody cared for a long time about Carolina football. These guys in this current class, senior class, had two and three wins on the year when they got first and second year being here. And they stuck it out. So it just proves how much Mac is going hard for these players. And you can do nothing but appreciate it, honestly. He's I can, you know, this is a Mac Brown stand account. I told you guys this from day one. He can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Whatever it is, I don't. I don't want to hear it. If it is, I would be so sad to ever hear anything negative about him. But in my opinion, he has certainly done a, brought a lot of good and positive change to Carolina country. Cool. Now let's go. Also, got to talk about Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, is a semifinalist for the 2020 Broyles Award, which honors college football's top assistant coaches. Phil Longo has been in his second season, and Carolina's offense ranks fourth nationally by averaging over 550 yards per game and on pace to shatter a program record for 486 yards set in 2014. And our you know current ranking of at least 43 points per game is fifth among Power 5 clubs. 
while our rushing yards is is outing the second best in the country. So Carolina is doing the damn thing when it comes to our offense. We can say that. We sometimes do a little too much, in my opinion. I like when we keep it simple. I like when we get flashy, but only if we can execute. We've struggled a little bit to execute, and that's fine at times, but I'm hoping that Carolina can certainly increase their efforts of execution as they grow and get older and mature, all that good stuff, right? So we've seen improvements from Sam Howell. We've seen his ability to be patient in the pocket. We've seen his ability to throw it away. We've seen his ability to not force situations. He's done so much better, I believe, this season. We all talked about how he was having a shaky start to his sophomore year, and yet we see him now just kind of developing and really getting confident in his pocket and really trusting his offensive line to get things done. And it helps to have weapons like Deami Brown. It helps to have Joffrey Brown. It helps to have Michael Carter and Javante Williams, right? It helps to have people who you can be confident in delivering it for you to get it done from an offensive standpoint. So there's that. Congrats to Coach Longo for that award. Again, I'm looking forward to when we can have Coach Bateman in this conversation for his defensive coordinator abilities. And I am just... Yeah, I look at that class and I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time for all of our guys to grow. I think at the end of the day, it is going to be important for both sides of the ball to be executing and firing from all cylinders because we've seen throughout this season that one side can't carry you know, the other, if they don't do it, they don't do enough. Right. I think a lot of times that we've gotten away with wins because of how great our offense is. But can you imagine if our defense even played like half as like a little bit, two notches better, right? We would be in a top 10 conversation in my opinion this year, but nobody asked my opinion only here on locked on Tar Heels, which I love to give you guys every single day for up to 30 minutes on locked on podcast network. Alrighty. So To end the day, we have got to talk Carolina basketball. And I'm super excited. A little nervous again about Saturday's matchup. But more importantly, I've got to root for these women who have got a big game coming up tomorrow. Let's talk about that on Locked on Tar Heels. Tomorrow is Crossover Thursday, all across Locked on NFL Network, a podcast. Crossover Thursday is a great way to get a quick breakdown of every game for your fantasy team or for your parlay. If you're into betting, got to check out our new podcast, Locked on Bets. It has everything you need and more, all right? So Crossover Thursday is the only Locked on Podcast Network for your team every single day. So make sure you guys check that out. Again, new podcast alert, Locked on Bets. It's super exciting. I hope you guys have the opportunity if you are all about bets Listen, this is your place. We've got everything for you. Now, women's basketball, they have their matchup coming up tomorrow at 8 p.m. against Syracuse. Carolina is looking to grow so much better than they did against the Canes. Coach Courtney Banghart was mentioning how they need to just really tap into being flexible and adjusting to the fact that they're going to have some games that come up last minute, but still able to, you know, deliver, right? And so Carolina is really trying to come up against a number 18 Syracuse at home where the Orange and their pressure and zone defenses defense are 4-0 on the season, 1-0 in the ACC with a road win at Miami last Thursday. We've got big leading scorer Camilla Cordozo, 6-7, not playing any games, 14 points per game. She is one of three Orange players averaging in double 
figures guard Tiana Magakaya. Mm, yep, Mangakaya. I'm so, so sorry. Is back following a successful battle with two sta- stage two breast cancer and is chipping in a 13 point per game night with veteran guard Kiara Lewis, who's averaging 11. Now, the Orange have controlled this series as of late. Carolina has lost five of the last seven matchups. And listen, Syracuse just looks determined and they're on a roll. They are trying to continue their ACC win streak and go up 2-0. So Carolina cannot play any games for this one. They're going to have to refocus. And for the second time in 11 days, Carolina is going to have to just bounce back for another ACC matchup with Wake Forest. So there ain't no rest for the weary when it comes to Carolina basketball this season. That's for men and women. We know that everyone is trying their best to just hang on here and get through as best they can. Whether they have exhibition games, playing for non-conference games, you know, playing Conference teams at the last minute, as we saw with Miami, everything can just happen in a matter of hours. As long as you can find a flight, you can find a court, we can get it done, right? (laughs) So everyone just had head on a swivel. That seems to be how the basketball season is going to be. But I'm super excited to get into Root on the Heels from all aspects. Glad to cover it for you guys. Please hit it up. Hit me up at Locked on Heels at Candice D. Cooper. Let's have this conversation more. Let's keep talking about our heels and making sure that we are supporting them as best we can in a time of quarantine. It is not a game out here. The mental aspect is taking its toll, I'm sure, on everybody. We are just looking forward to 2021. I already know. So stay smart. Stay safe out there, you guys. Make sure you wear your mask, please. And as always, go heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.